One movie bombed this weekend at the box office, but it wasn't Halloween Kills. We talk about that and more on this week's episode of The Q-Busters. Hey, you sitting there with a bowl of popcorn, wondering what to stream on TV? Fear not, we're The Q-Busters, Andrew and Ken. Grab some snacks and enjoy a fresh look at the hottest shows, movies and streams i'm andrew he's ken how you doing ken what are we talking about today to add on to that michael myers has got kills and he's multiplying so andrew there is so much to unpack not only am i going to give you my full review of halloween kills but there is a lot in my cure bus column this week um, we're going to be talking about Netflix continuing to kill it with a brand new trailer that I am hyped about. Um, And then we got some Marvel related news as well. And we didn't forget about you guys last week. We got two things to talk about today on snack time. Yeah, we got double duty this time. Uh, I'm excited. We got a ton of news to talk about it. Let's get right into all of it. Let's start with our cure bust. Uh, I'll I'll go first this week. I'll keep it short, and then we can get into your list. Um, I was at a party this weekend, Ken, and I at one point I was explaining One Piece to people at the party, and I decided to try to jump back in and try to catch up in my unending journey to catch up in One Piece. I'm up to episode 915. Uh, the latest episode is 995, so I'm, so wow. I, I've fallen behind uh, a bit. That's good though, dude. You're, you're <laughs> yeah. closer than I thought you were gonna be. Yeah, I'm close, but I'm not there yet. So I put my work into that this past week. <laughs> nice. I do want to give a quick shout out to our listeners. Thank you so much for last week's support. Uh, that was really awesome to see all the love coming in for everything squid games yeah that's absolutely right we had a record number of listeners and now they're here to listen to me talk about anime (laughs) (laughs) good tease so 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 yeah in case you were interested uh it's it's a put it in your queue because i think 900 episodes in i think i like the show (laughs) (laughs) yeah i would say if you don't like it you sure uh are dedicated yeah uh, what about you, Ken? What did you watch this past week? So I watched a bunch of different things, obviously all spooky related because it is that time of year. Um, I'm going to keep it Netflix related for the first one. Uh, they've had a documentary series for a while called Movies That Made Us. Yeah. It came out with season three, and it's all horror movie related. Yeah. Um, I, saw so that. I saw Halloween was on the cover image. Yeah, so far I've only watched two of them, Halloween and Nightmare on Elm Street, but it is a great list of movies. Friday the 13th is on there, Aliens is on there, and uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, so definitely right up my alley. Uh, And it's awesome. I just love to see how they were able to make these movies Um, how they were able to get certain people to be casted and all of the time you learn about production hell, you know, it's, it's so crazy to think that these movies almost didn't make it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and those are, those are good hits to see what, you know, like just the conversations people had about those movies back then. It's, it's a, it's a good watch. I recommend, 
I haven't watched the new stuff, but I have seen some of the past stuff, and it's good stuff. Yeah, if you're not in the mood for spooky stuff, they do have tons of other ones. Uh, the Back to the Future one was really good, and uh, the Home Alone one was awesome yeah. as well. And then there's also like the series about like the toys that made us, and yeah, yeah. Ne- Netflix With- has a gem there. They know what they're doing. Absolutely. Uh, the second thing I watched was on Disney Plus, Just Beyond. It is the brand new show by R.L. Stein. Uh, R.L. Stein has wrote the Goosebumps books, but he's also done Fear Street, which was killing it on Netflix. And now Disney Plus has latched on to his latest series, Just Beyond. Uh, I watched two episodes. It's an eight-episode season. It's good. Um, I think it's good for the family. It's sci-fi horror related um and it it gives you that goosebumps twilight zone kind of mixture awesome yeah and if it's rl stein you know i'm gonna watch it the intro totally feels like you know a newer version of goosebumps it's super campy and uh right up my alley as yeah, well yeah the same vibes yeah hit of nostalgia love it uh, the last thing I watched before I get to Halloween Kills is episode two of the Chucky series. So that runs every Tuesday on Sci-Fi and USA. Uh, episode two is decent. Um, I'm not quite sure how long the season is going to go, but this one was too much filler, not enough killer for me. Um, did a good job setting up more character development. Definitely ends with a clear path for where they want to go with the rest of this series. Um, But for me, episode two was not as good as episode one. And I'm wondering going forward uh, what to expect from a weekly basis uh, for this show. Overall, I think it's going to be an excellent show because it's made by Don Mancini and they brought back the original cast. So, you know, you could tell the passion is there for this project. Um, and there was some good kills in the episode, but, um, you know, I, I don't want too many filler episodes. If it's a limited series, let's get everything, you know, make it less episodes and make it more jam packed, but, um, pretty solid second entry, just for my taste, there was a little too much filler going on. I would have liked them to maybe cut some stuff out, but you got to do that for character development. And if it's only an hour long with commercials, you know, you're going to have to sure. decide where you go with things. So. Okay. Okay. I can't wait to see how you come out the other end of this once the show's up. Because one positive episode on one, not bad episode, but meh. So we'll see which way it trends by the end. Yeah, I plan to do a weekly update for everybody. Love it. What else you got? That's all I watched outside of Halloween Kills. So Okay, yeah, let's jump right into it. Because it's the biggest movie of the weekend, but it's not the movie that bombed, which we will get to. But first, let's start with your review of Halloween Kills, Ken. Yeah, it absolutely crushed it at the box office. Overall, on Twitter and and different social media platforms, it's getting mixed reviews, Um, but I personally love this film. I think if I was to rank my top movies of 2021 today, Halloween Kills would be sitting at number one. 
Now, okay. for those, I, I, I will not get into any spoilers, but I will give you a in-depth review. Uh, for those wondering, this movie takes place right after Halloween 2018. So if you're familiar with that film, literally, you you eject that Blu-ray, you answer uh, Halloween Kills, and, and boom, you're, you're right where you left off. And this is streaming on Peacock as well as at the theaters. Um, this movie is a bridge movie between Halloween 2018 and... The last movie called Halloween Ends, so it is the second movie in a trilogy. But I think this movie delivers exactly what you want as a fan of this franchise. Um, it is super. It's a thriller. There's lots of great kills. It's an edge of your th- seat experience. The pacing is wonderful. The imagery really feels like it's Halloween night, and for once, the people in this movie do something that makes sense. Yeah. So, it mild spoiler. It's not going to give anything away because I'm sure if you've seen the previews, you've seen this. But instead of splitting up or trying to face him one by one, they group up to take down the big bad michael myers nice so essentially the movie is a movie that takes place where michael is on the loose and these people are aware that he's on the loose and they're trying to track him down to kill him and finally end all the pain and misery that he's caught us had in field for the last x amount of years yeah Um, and i think the way that they go about it the delivery is phenomenal. Um, definitely the most gruesome kills I've ever seen Michael do. Um, if you're not a fan of uh, carnage, gore, and blood, maybe uh, skip this one. But um, he's back to back to form, and um, I just thought it was great. Whoever does the camera work for this movie, like they do a great job moving Michael around, so you don't know where he is at times. Then he just kind of pumped pops out and and stabs somebody and it's just it's just awesome and to see it in a realistic setting um where people would probably do these things if they were faced with that task um just added another win in my opinion and then they bring back iconic characters such as tommy doyle and of course you have laurie strode um And they did a good job, I think. Some of the things that people didn't like about Halloween 2018 was there were a couple characters that they were just awful people. They redeem certain character arcs in this movie. They bring back some of the people from 2018 that maybe you weren't sold on. Yeah. And they kind of do something positive with them. So kudos to them for recognizing that and making it impactful. Um, Yeah. And there uh, was... Oh, go ahead. Sorry, because to clarify, this movie is a direct sequel. It happens immediately after Halloween 2018, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. And uh, lots lots of callbacks to the other Halloween movies, um, which is always fun. I love when directors put Easter eggs in their films. So, yeah. very cool. 
Um, I I personally think I would rewatch this movie thousands of times. Uh, if I was to re-rank the Halloween movies today, I don't know where I would put this one because it was that good. And those other movies, you know, yeah. like Halloween 2, 3, and 4, they have such a special place in my heart that I don't know if I could ever bump those for this movie, but it's pretty dang close. That That's saying something. Yeah, I, I remember the, I had a fun time with the 2018 Halloween, and I can't wait to watch this one either. Um, I like... I guess they're like, uh, what's the word? They're not remaking, they're re-envisioning the Michael Meyer universe for us. Yeah, yeah. I think I think when it's all said and done, and you can watch this as a full trilogy the way that it's intended to be, Yeah. I, I think people are really going to love this trilogy. Because the most, I guess the most negative thing I've seen as far as reviews go is they say that this movie is pointless. Um, but I would argue going into the film... The director already announced months prior that this is going to be a three-part series. Sure. So I'm, you knew it wasn't going to end. Um, but for what it was, I thought it was a pretty damn good bridge or lead-up to the finale. Yeah, I like it. I, I, I'm even willing to bet a lot of the criticism comes from people who just they really like the Halloween movie, so they expect the most out of them. And I think this is another case of that. Um. But that's a great review, Ken. Uh, speaking of a movie that did very well, going to a movie that people really did not enjoy or did not see or whatever for whatever reason, Ridley Scott's The Last Duel, starring Adam Driver and Matt Damon, had a budget of $100 million, and in the box office it made just under $5 million. It is a total, complete flop. It's a complete failure. And basically what this says is um, people aren't ready to go to the movies just to see whatever. They're still in there for the franchises, for the James Bonds, for the Halloweens, for the Marvel movies. They're not going to go to the movies for just anything, uh, which is a shame because, you know, if these were normal times, I bet that movie could have done quite a bit better. Because from what I saw, it looked interesting, but it just wasn't compelling enough to make me want to go to the movie theater to watch it. And the last time Ridley Scott and Matt Damon paired up together was for The Martian, which right. was arguably the best movie that year. Um, yeah. I agree. Trailer for this movie looked great. Even though Matt Damon's haircut is uh, awful, <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you put him in a movie with Adam Driver. Ben Affleck has some sort of role in this. I'm not quite sure if it's large or small. And then Jody Comer who was in Free Guy as the standout next to Ryan Reynolds. Um, yeah, it had a recipe for success, but I agree with you. Um, if you're going in the movie theaters, I think it is only for the blockbusters. And this is one of those films that, you know, should have went to streaming because I think it would have done 10 times better. Yeah, I think I think this is a case of it was just mismanaged, you know. It could have gotten a streaming release. It could have gotten great reviews. They just mismarketed it. I don't even realize it was out. You know, like, just all around, they could have done a better job promoting this movie and helping it be more successful than it was. 
Yeah. So that's I mean, that. It, it, it says something, too, because, I mean, if you really think about the most influential directors over the last, you know, 30, 40 years, Ridley Scott's got to be in the conversation. Yeah, exactly. And, like, these people, like, take notes. Look at Dune. Dune announced that they're going to release on streaming the day before theatrical releases. So you can watch it streaming from your home right away. And that's a movie everyone is super excited about that would have driven people to theaters. And they're still deciding to release on streaming because that's the smart thing to do as long as you pay your actors to do it. Right. Yeah, that you're almost guaranteed that everyone's going to watch your movie that way. Yeah. If it if if it's got enough hype, which Dune definitely does, people are rabid for it. People love the book. People love the original movie. They can't, they literally can't wait. People have been waiting for this movie for a long time, from what I can tell. Um, it's gonna do do well, and it's gonna do even more well because it's being streamed. It's not that hard. Release your movies to streaming. <laughs> That's right. That way, Andrew and I can watch them and review yeah. them for you. Exactly. Speaking of streaming and referencing anime from earlier, uh, Netflix and released a teaser for its latest live-action anime, Cowboy Bebop. Ken, did you see this teaser trailer? It was phenomenal. Um, we talked about Squid Games last week. I talked about Cobra Kai. You've talked about Midnight Mass. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but this could be the best show Netflix has ever done. That trailer was so amazing that I can't wait for this to come out. What they do in that trailer, the artistic direction that they do, the stylistic choices that they make, uh, the comedy, the acting, the visuals, everything in this trailer screams amazing. Um, It takes a blend of pretty much every great director today and puts together a storyline that I think people are going to be really excited about. If you talk about animes, this is one of the most prestigious ones of all time. And then you go out with the casting that they did, and then you get a director that can really put it onto the screen like that. This is going to be action in a brand new format, and I'm here for it. Uh, I agree with just about everything you said for the most part i thought it looked really good the way the camera like cut to characters and pan to characters was really impressive the colors were stunning there was really cool like uh bits where they would like shift from one scene to another with like a sliding thing like it gave you like that anime vibe um my one concern is that netflix has done live action anime several times before and i have not yet found a netflix live live action anime that i've enjoyed the death note one was not good and that's like like cowboy bebop that's very popular the full metal alchemist one was not good that one's supposed to be that that one's also very popular the bleach one was not good um Like, the trailer has me excited, and I would be excited, but because of the previous work, I'm still hesitant. I'm going to give it a shot, because I'm excited. 
and I'm hoping for the best. But until Netflix convinces me otherwise, which they have a chance here to convince me otherwise, um, I'm going to go in with my expectations lower than they could be. Yeah, that's totally fair. You make a great assessment on how in the past it, it has been a letdown with animes previously. I just think when you put out a trailer like that, and keep in mind, I didn't watch the trailer for the other animes that Netflix dropped. Sure. But this one I thought was just groundbreaking. Um, like when you watch The Matrix for the first time, they introduced you to a whole new way to watch a movie. And this trailer almost gives you that same experience. Um, so I am buying in to this show. Uh, it could extremely disappoint, but you know I'll be watching it day one. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I'm excited. Based on what I saw, I think and I hope it will be good. That doesn't mean I'm not nervous. Not to mention the dude from Harold and Kumar is in it. So. Yeah. We got that going for us. Yeah. John Cho. There you go. All right. Uh, speaking of trailers, DC fandom happened. They released a bunch of DC-related stuff. The one that got me excited, Ken, was the Flash trailer. Did you see this trailer? I did. And <laughs> I'm going to say this, and I know I'm going to be probably ripped to pieces for this. But you know that... The only reason I'm excited for this movie is because of Michael Keaton's Batman. <laughs> All they had to do was end that trailer with his pointy cape, uh, and I was in. So, um, yeah, Ezra Miller was fine in Justice League, both versions. Um, I know the storyline for this movie is going to be great um, because I love the animated version, so... Um, I can't wait to see this movie, but I'll be seeing it solely for Michael Keaton's Batman. And that's enough for me, too, because, man, that was pretty cool in the trailer to see. Like, he's not just going to be, like, a cameo. He's, like, going to be a full-time part of this movie. Yeah, absolutely. He's back as Batman, and I think if this does well, uh, the potential of reusing him as Batman again could be high. Um, because he's always gonna be my Batman. Yeah. I wonder if the sh- eh, never mind. I'm not gonna speculate here, but um, no, it should be it should be great. I'm looking forward to it a lot. Um, going from DC to Marvel now. Marvel had some news. They're basically delaying all their movies. Um, so we're supposed to get four in movies in 2022. We're getting three instead so the first one we're getting doctor strange is being moved back to like thor spot thor's being moved back to black panther spot black panthers is being everything's just going one spot back the dates aren't changing just the movies are all being pushed back one spot and that's again because of delays because of production due to covid and all that stuff and i'm sure they're still reeling from their scarjo debacle and they're still trying to figure out how they're going to do streaming and theater releases and whatnot um so yeah that's the marvel news they all got delayed and then um will poulter as adam warlock had his first big interview for marvel yep he's adam warlock 
Yeah, there was uh, some, I guess, there was some mystery as to whether he truly was Adam Warlock or not. He broke his silence and uh, confirmed that, yep, indeed, he is Adam Warlock. Um, that's exciting. Uh, Guardians 3, right around the corner. Um, I saw Chris Pratt doing a video on TikTok. He's got the sideburns back, so he's ready to be Mr. Star-Lord again. Um, and I can't wait, because Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 teased Adam Warlock. He's supposed to be one of the biggest... Uh, comic book characters of all time i'm not a comic book nerd so i don't really know too much about him other than he's gold so uh that'll that'll be sufficient uh if you don't know he is he's one of the big ones that you you keep around and you look forward to um and that brings us to our last bit of news ken uh you want to talk about the monsters yeah so a while back, Rob Zombie announced he's going to be making a Monsters movie. A lot of people were skeptical of what it was going to look like, if he was going to go a lighter or darker take. All I could say is I've seen the images of the main cast in black and white photo, and boy, does it look really close to the original. So I absolutely love the initial images, and uh, I can't wait for this movie. So... Monsters was just one of those iconic TV shows, so if Rob Zombie's able to replicate that into a live-action movie and it's successful, the sky's the limit for bringing back those kind of shows. Yeah, I saw the images and I got super hyped as well. Um, I, personally, I've always been a Monsters over Adam's Family kind of guy, but no, it looks good. I did want to just add really quick, I hope it's in black and white. Me and you saw The Lighthouse. That was a black and white movie. It's so much cleaner, and it's so iconic that way that, man, fingers crossed. Do this right, Rob Zombie. Even if your film sucks, I'll appreciate it. (laughs) Black and white still works today. More people should venture into it for sure. Um... I lied. There's there's just a barely bit amount of news left, and it's uh the bears. The bears didn't do too great, Ken. Uh, okay, we can move on. Um, <laughs> whoa, 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 hold on. <laughs> we got to touch on the bears here, especially for our beloved Bears fans. There's two two pieces I want to talk about, and then I want to talk about another yeah. sh- Chicago team really quick. Yeah, yeah. So Bears and Packers. Uh, I gotta ask you really quick. Does Aaron Rodgers? own the bears yes no yeah i yeah. know Wikipedia when, when, when you says. go like, what is it 22 and 5 against the bears you own us right now aaron Rodgers. i'm sorry <laughs> say it um love the passion love the rivalry can't wait for us to go to lambo later this year and for justin fields to like win and then be like it's a new era and now i own you lambo but it's not gonna happen so uh we looked fine we could have looked a lot better but no, it was yeah. Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears. Yeah, the, the Bears are still trying to figure out their offense. Their defense looked really sharp. Robert Quinn has uh, got five and a half sacks in six games. Khalil Mack is alive and well. He's been a monster this season. Uh, it's just offensively, you know. Justin Fields is still learning how to read a defense, still checking his reads, still building chemistry with the receivers. It was a good sign to see Cole Komet finally get involved into the offensive side of things. And Khalil Herbert 
there's something with if your last name's Herbert, you're going to be a star in the NFL. So yeah. first or Justin Herbert and now yeah. Khalil. Or if your first name's Khalil and you're on the Bears, you're going to be a star. <laughs> good, 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 good one. I didn't even consider that. Um, uh, yeah. Look, looking ahead. You know I'm excited for this week. It's Bears and Bucks in Tampa Bay. Um, what what do you think for that game? Do you think um, the Bears even keep it competitive, or what's your expectations? Uh, I think the Bears are low-key better than they've been playing, so they might be competitive. They're still going to get blown out by Tom Brady and the Bucks because those guys are something else this year. Uh, if it's a cure bust, I'm going to tell people right now, it's probably skippable unless you're a Bucks fan and you just want to see them dominate um yeah it's not gonna be pretty for the bears that's for sure yeah right now the bucks defense is has some injury concerns obviously um their secondary is pretty much uh a ghost town but you know i I guess if you're chicago your game plan is try to figure out how to get the ball down the field so you know you want to get your guys um, open down the field if they can somehow get some some consistency going um, maybe they can keep it competitive but yeah I agree with you if if Tom Brady has his way it's going to be over by yeah half. for sure because like the Packers they had some defense concerns too and we couldn't get the, do anything against them Honestly, the real story of that game was the rest were so terrible <laughs> that everyone's talking about how terrible they were all week, not just for that game, but all across the NFL. Hopefully the story next week is, hey, the refs weren't that bad and the Bears yeah. kept it competitive because they, they for sure ain't winning. It's pretty consistent around the league. I mean, the officiating's been pretty awful. There's a lot of different rules that they implemented, especially with taunting and, um, you know, pass interference, roughing the passer. All those different penalties have been super um, aggressive this year. You know, almost every play results in some sort of flag. And, you know, that's kind of what the league is coming down to. Um, You got refs that are either throwing flags because they want to err on the side of caution or... You know, guys just making terrible calls and having to go to the booth review almost every other play. So, yeah. Um, but I'm in fantasy football, so you know me. I got to watch these games regardless of the uh, terrible officiating. Right. Hopefully, you I, just don't get screwed. Yeah. I did want to add one quick segment really fast. Uh, it's not going to be something that we do all the time, but you better believe it. Uh, the Chicago Bulls opened their season today against the Pistons. The Bulls have retooled. They now have DeMar DeRozan as well as Lonzo Ball to go along with Zach Levine. A lot of people are excited for the Bulls this season, calling them a low-key threat to the East. So um, can't wait to see what happens. It would be nice to see the Bulls in the mix again. Yeah, and uh, speaking of basketball, congrats to the Chicago Sky, the WNBA champions, the best team in Chicago right now, because <laughs> holy cow, Ken, we need a win. <laughs> Thank God we got one. Yeah, I uh, for a while there, I think people thought the Chicago White Sox were going to take it on home, and they got bounced. So it was nice to see the Sky win a championship, because 
before that, you know, we were pretty much relying on our Blackhawks to take us home. Yeah, and that era is over at this point. So, yeah, Bulls are opening their season. Best of luck to them. I hope they'll do well. I look forward to watching basketball here and there. Um, You better believe it. Um, last, uh, last thing we want to talk about, uh, before we get into our snack time, uh, there's a, you know, in the spirit of Halloween, we're keeping you updated on our favorite Halloween happenings here and there. And if you're a video game player like us, there's some video game Halloween things that you can do. Ken, why don't you tell us about those things? So I'm going to start with the one that I'm most excited to talk about, which is Back for Blood. Me and you got a chance this week to explore this game, courtesy of Game Pass. Thank you, Xbox. Um, This is made by the people that brought us Left 4 Dead, and you can almost tell that uh, it is almost a copy and paste of those iconic games, but with a fresh perspective. Uh, I had a great time playing this game with you. I I think that it's very easy to play. The controls make sense. Um, the, The map... Uh, that they and journey that they take you on throughout the gameplay is amazing. It's tension fueled. You never know where the zombies are going to come from. There's all different types of zombies. There's all different types of weapons and ways to kill them. Uh, super fast paced. I like how it starts you off kind of gradually, where you're like, "Ah, oh, this is easy. Let's just run around, run yeah. and gun these guys." And then you get across to some of these mutated dudes where you literally have to have your whole team shooting them to have a chance. Yeah. Uh, and it's just a wild, fun game. Not too much storyline, but it feels like an arcade shoot 'em up style, and I'm in. Yeah, to clarify, we, we got through just about a little over the tutorial, I want to say. We completed, like, the first act. It had a great set piece. Uh on the got a, having to try to cross the bridge is a lot of fun. Um, for what, from what I've seen, I think there's a lot of replayability, and like even once we complete the story, we I see us going back to be like, oh, let's see how many rounds we can survive. I see that happening for sure. Yeah, it's not as repetitive, I think, as Call of Duty Zombies or anything like that, where after a while you might be bored. This is the kind of game that it is challenging because. You know, depending on how you go about killing these zombies, um, you could really get yourself into a heap of trouble. They have this cool feature where, like, if you alert the birds, a swarm comes. And uh, there's a couple times I didn't realize that that was a thing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I also broke into a a door that you're not supposed to and the alarm (laughs) sounded. (laughs) Yeah, that you had a knack for calling in swarms. I had a knack for accidentally shooting you. So, um, <laughs> it was a fun game. Highly recommend it. Uh, the other one was Call of Duty. Gotta talk about Call of Duty because it's the biggest game on the planet. Uh, they have their whole Halloween stuff going on. Uh, in Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, you can play Scream Deathmatch, where a couple players are dressed up as Ghostface Killer and they're hunting you like prop hunt style. And then um, in Call of Duty uh, Warzone, Warzone, there's a mode where if you die, you don't get sent to the gulag. You come back as a ghost and you have to haunt three people to respawn, which also sounds like a lot of fun. 
Yeah, I I was intrigued when I heard that Ghostface, aka Scream, was gonna collab with Call of Duty. I just think that's awesome. Obviously, I played with Ghostface before in Dead by Daylight, but you bring him to an iconic game like Call of Duty, and that's gonna get people talking about it and uh, gonna get people to play your game again. Yeah, for sure. Um, people have finally caught along. Hey, do these licensing deals, and <laughs> people are going to get excited to play your game during Halloween, during whatever big thing is coming out. Absolutely. Fortnite started the trend, and now all these other places are kind of latching on to the idea. And yeah, I, I hate to say it, but Call of Duty, uh, I think they might have landed the best one. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that's our that's our video games. Um, all right, can you have prepared for us a snack time? It's snack time. It's a double dose of snack time. Um, we we didn't do a snack time last week. We ran short on time, so we got we got two for you this week. Where do you want to start, Ken? So I'm gonna start with the I'm gonna start with breakfast because breakfast is the most important meal of the day, as as they often say. Um, so Kellogg's is, is famous for two things. Uh, a worker strike. (laughs) Actually, actually for multiple things, but the two things I think of right away are Pop-Tarts and Egos. Yeah. And Pop-Tarts and Egos have decided let's merge together and make something great. So without further ado, I introduce the Ego Pop-Tart. Now, Pop-Tart, the last couple of years, has uh, come out with a variety of different flavors, including Fruit Loops. Um, they have the pumpkin pie one this time of year. So when I heard that Ego's Pop-Tarts was going to be a thing, that definitely is a conversation that we should have. I'll start with you, Andrew. Is this something you want to try? So is this a waffle-flavored Pop-Tart or a Pop-Tart-flavored waffle? It is a waffle flavored pop tart. I love it. It sounds great. <laughs> um, my other question is: Is it waffle textured as a pop tart? Like, is the frosting like waffle textured? I'm, I'm looking I'm it pulling, up. Yeah. Okay. It's not. It's it just has a little. The frosting is like. Uh, it has like hash marks going all the way across to give the impression of the waffle texture. Um, I like honestly, I like I like waffles a lot. I am intrigued by this. I ain't gonna go out of my way to buy one right now. Um, it makes sense. You you put your egos in a toaster. You put your pop tarts in a toaster. Put your ego pop tarts in a toaster, and it's gonna be delicious. I'm sorry, I totally undersold this. The official name is pop tarts. Ego frosted maple flavor. Okay, so that means when you <laughs> bite into it, you're gonna get the the syrup, the waffle, the syrup. Oh yeah, I'm in. I gotta try yeah. these. No, that sounds that sounds delicious. And also, if I see it, I'll grab it. If I don't see it, I ain't gonna sweat. I wonder if those stripes that you're referring to. I wonder if that's butter. No, I think it just it's. Oh, you think like butter flavor? Nah. No. No, I I wonder what flavor the frosting is. I'm willing it the frosting flavor will just be like a either like a maple frosting or just a, like a plain 
waffle flavored frosting. Yeah, that's uh, either way. Very soon, as soon as it's in stores, I will buy it, try it, and review it. So bookmark yeah. this because I'll be the first one to give it a shot. Yeah, it sounds rather delicious. Um, yeah. The the second one, Andrew, I know it's not the right season for this, but it's going viral on TikTok. Everyone's talking about it. We're talking about the Little Debbie's Christmas tree ice cream. Now, this is going to be sold exclusively at Walmart, but Little Debbie's always has these cakesters, all these different kinds. And I guess one of the ones that people get excited about every like Christmas time is their Christmas trees. Yes. So Little Debbie said, how could we reinvent ourselves again to make sure we double our profit this year? Oh, let's just take our number one seller and blend it with ice cream. And let me tell you, People are stoked for this. Yes. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's sold out because that sounds amazing. I'm a big fan of birthday cake ice cream. And, yes, very uh, much. This sounds like just that perfect blend of cake, ice cream. Yes, please. Yes. It comes out November 1st. So if you want to hit up your local Walmart November 1st, there you go. Um, This has me a lot more excited than the ego pop tart waffles but um because first of all it's ice cream can't go wrong and yeah it's like you know cookie dough mixed with ice cream cake mixed with ice cream i'm i am down it sounds absolutely delicious yeah i agree ice cream is very hard to to mess up unless you do something really nasty um but this just sounds like a great idea like i wonder if hostess is listening and they're like don't worry we got you know the Twinkie. cupcake ice cream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure everyone's looking at this and they're gonna try to gauge how successful it is because I th- it, it just makes so much sense. You know, I'm surprised yeah. it hasn't been done a billion times already. I can't wait. I love the sound of this. I will be eating this. I will definitely be picking up at least one pint. Yeah. Absolutely. I just can't wait to see how much it goes for. I mean, if the pop... 250 Okay. 250 a pint. That's not bad at all. A Ben & Jerry's costs like five, six bucks, so... Yeah. You can get them on sale for about 250 but yeah. Right on. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in too. 250 for a pint of that? Hands down. No question to ask. Uh, is there anything else you want to tell the folks, Ken, or are you, are you good? As always, thank you for listening. We can we enjoy your continued support. Last week really meant a lot to us. And, you know, if you have any ideas, hit us up on social media. We're always happy to mix it up on the Q-Busters. Yeah, thanks for listening, folks. Tune in next time to the Q-Busters. <laughs>